Morning, everyone. Uh, my name's Danny, if you don't, those who don't know me, uh, I'm on the pastoral team here. Uh, this morning, we're in week three of our Welcome to the Family series, and we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So you can turn your Bibles on or open them up. 2 Corinthians 4. Uh, we're starting with this, verse 15. That, uh, we'll come back to it, so don't panic if you oh, I haven't got it yet. I'll just read it while you're finding your... All of this is for your benefit. 2 Corinthians 4.15. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Sounds a lot like that last few lines in Heather's prayer there, which was just gorgeous, wasn't it? Um, I love... Um, you know when you're planning to say something and then someone else gets up and says the thing that the Spirit wants to say? And you're joining in. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Uh, that should sound familiar to you if you've listened to the last two weeks here. Uh, God's grace to us, uh, the welcome that we receive into God's family. God's grace to us. It's all grace. Grace from start to finish that we're welcomed into the family. God's grace to us to enable us to serve others. In fact, God's serving others through us, grace, God's grace to us uh, for the service of others. And all of that um, in, is our invitation to be in Christ with him, being honoured with him, um, you know, being benefiting as God is more glorified. That is, God is, we are most, uh, no, what's the line? Um, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied in him. That is, our joy is God's glory because we're in Christ, because it's all grace. It's all given to us so that we can participate in Christ in the beautiful work that he does. Today we're talking about open arms. That is, God wants to welcome people through you. God wants to welcome people through you. We're talking about... Um, Talking to other people, showing other people who don't know Jesus, to, um, pointing other people to Jesus who don't know him. And we're talking about why this is grace to us to participate in that activity. So if you feel any pressure through this talk, uh, just shake and go, that's not what Danny means and it's not what the Holy Spirit means. This is an invitation to participate in God's work that he's giving to us in grace because it's all for our benefit. Um, and towards great thanksgiving and God getting more glory. So uh, let's get on uh, to why. We're going back to verse 1 of 2 Corinthians 4. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and un underhanded methods. We don't try and trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it's hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who's the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who's the exact likeness of God. What do you see in there? Uh, first of all, let's clarify what we're talking about here. What's the new way? that he talks about in verse 1, or the truth that he talks about in verse 2, or the, the good news in verse 3, or the glorious light in verse 4. What is this 
thing that we're trying to hold and communicate here. They don't understand this message about what? The glory of Christ. Who's the exact likeness of God, or you might have in your translation, who's the image of God? What don't they understand? They don't understand Jesus. Yep. That he's God. You know, when you look up at the night sky and you just, wow, and you, you think, how did, like, how did that even happen? Well, here's the answer. It's God. When you look through a transparent dragonfly's wings, you know, or, or you look at all the life that happens at a microscopic level and you think, that's amazing. How did that happen? You think, it's God. When your heart's stirred by reconciliation or forgiveness or love or, or people coming together or the joy of celebration of family and community, and what stirs your heart that way? Here's the answer, God. When, you, when you're repulsed by, by abuse and, and, you know, like evil, where you, where you recognize that's just wrong, that should not happen, people should not treat other people like that, that there's a value in life that demands more than that. Why have you got that conscience inside of you? Here's the answer, God. When you're stirred about what's the point of this whole thing and why am I even here and, and how come me in this place and how come humanity and how are we just spinning on this you know, little planet through the cosmos which is massive like that? Here's the answer. God, every, like, that's all God. And then here is this uh, message that, is in, that they cannot understand. And what is that? That this man, Jesus, God, this, this person who lived here, who lived a, a human life and died and rose again, look at him, God. The glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. That's the good news. That's the truth. That's the message. That's the glorious light. Jesus. But people can't see it. Do you, do you know people who can't see it? People who don't believe. Um, People who don't understand. Why don't they understand? Why can't they see? We point to all sorts of reasons. The people I know who uh, don't know Jesus, can't see it. Sometimes it's because of pain, because of their own pain. Um, how can, you know, I, don't, I reject God because of the pain that I've experienced. Um, sometimes it's the pain that I've seen or experienced through others vicariously. So someone else is in pain. I see that happen with the people that I know and um, and. Uh, no, sometimes it's pain. That's why, that's why people say, that's why I don't believe because of that. Um, sometimes it's just general pain. I look at my media feed and I think, if that's the world, then how can, no, I don't believe. Uh, sometimes it's not pain. Sometimes it's um, intellectual. People go, I've examined those, that premise for life and I think that's stupid or narrow, or wrong, because um, there's a better way to think, and I'm beyond that. We have graduated beyond that. Um, you, know, you know, people who are smarter than God, in their own heads, 
Um, sometimes there are intellectual reasons that people don't. And you'll say, why aren't you, why don't you, why aren't you interested in Jesus? Why don't you want to have another look at Jesus? And they'll tell you, because it doesn't make sense, because it's illogical, because it's, um, because it's wrong. Sometimes I just say, because it's totally irrelevant. I don't need religion because I'm chasing all these other things in my life and that has no relevance for where I'm going because I think my satisfaction and happiness is over here and Jesus is going to have no play in that. There's lots of reasons, aren't there, that people are not interested. People can't see. People don't understand. But there's lots of things that people might say or think or that we might think or say, but there's actually only one reason that they can't see And that's because they're blind. They're unable. They're unable. Because why? Because the God of this world has blinded uh, their minds. Literally, the God of this age. It doesn't mean um, Satan is individually running around, sort of touching every person's brain. Um, to blind there. He's talking about the ruler of the not God of this life, the ruler of, the, of this world, the, the, all the places in this world where God's rule and reign is not real, where people are not recognizing the truth of um, who God is. That's Satan. He's, he is the God of, Jesus calls him that the ruler of this world too, in the same kind of sense. That is, everything about life where God is not honored. That's the, in, in, um, Satan represents that and uh, influences that. And in that space, people are blind. They can't see. They can't see. So what do we do then? How do we help them see? We can't. Uh, We can't convince them. I've had so many arguments with people about Jesus. Have you ever had an argument with someone about your faith? And... It doesn't work, right? Um, I'm thinking of long, long discussions that I've had with friends of mine about faith. And um, I've seen lots of people come to Christ from who were not Christians before at all, but never because I argued them <laughs> into it. I don't, I don't hear many testimonies where someone gets up and says, I used to not believe, but then I was in this really heated argument and then someone yelled this thing at me and I went, oh, you know what? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Not that respectful discussions are wrong, but just remember that you're talking to someone who's literally unable to see. And we don't want to win an argument. We want them to see Jesus. Now look at. Uh, let's read on. Two Corinthians four, verse five. You see. Paul says, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. So I'm not, I'm not talking about me. I want to help you see Jesus. I don't want to talk about what I know and what I think. I want to help you and I want to point you to Jesus. Verse 6, for God who said, let there be light in the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that's seen in the face of Christ. Why can we see Jesus? 
because God made his light shine in our hearts. Who did? God did. And you go, yeah, but I chose uh, Jesus. You go, yeah, because God, because God moved. It's God in us, giving us, giving us the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. It's by grace we've been saved through faith, not from ourselves. It's a gift from God. It's not by works, so that we can't boast. The very ability to choose God is given to me by God. It's all grace. That's why uh, we can see, I'm not better than this person I'm talking to. They just can't see yet. Yet. And I don't want them to see me. We don't want them to see us or anything we have to offer. Verse 7, we now have this light shining in our hearts. But we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Um, What does it make clear? That what? Our great power. That our great power is not from us, it's from God. So say this to yourself. I am just a fragile clay jar. Think that in your head. You can say that later if you want to, but just go, I am just a fragile. Let's just clarify that. We are just fragile <laughs> clay jars. Uh, think about all the knowledge you have, all the skills that you have, all the arguments you know, all the miracles you've seen, everything that you have that might help somebody to get closer to Jesus. Think about everything that's in your hand around that and say, look at it and say, I am a fragile clay jar. Think about the nothing that you think you have. I've got nothing that I can offer anyone. I've got nothing that I know how to say. I've got, I've got no skills. I've got, I don't know how to answer anything like that and hold it up and say, I am a fragile clay jar with great power that comes from God who wants to save people who wants to welcome people through me. Paul goes on. He's talking about fragile clay jars with great power. In verse 8, we're pressed on it. We're, we're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We're hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Some of you are singing that song. Through suffering... Our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus so that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies. So we live in the face of death, but this has resulted in eternal life for us. Oh, no. This has resulted in eternal life for who? For you. So we're pounded, we're fragile. We're confused, we're perplexed, we're stressed, we're punished, we're damaged, we're ill, we're sore, we're broken. But all that so that the power of God is evident um, in our lives. And because of that, you have the light. Because Jesus is seen in me, you also 
receive this grace. Because God is, he doesn't want anyone to perish. We read that in 1 Peter. Uh, And we've already said, you never stop working. You never stop working. We're just saying that. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. This person that I'm talking to, Jesus wants to save them. And he's pouring his light into their hearts. He's waiting for them to be humble that way. And, And this little bit of God that they might see when I trust God in my interaction with them might be just, it might be just another kind of chip away at their heart until one day they surrender and they experience that light that God wants to give them too. He's always working, even through me, fragile jar that I am. How fragile do you feel? How equipped do you feel to talk to anyone um, about Jesus. You imagine that scenario. If you did, if you told your friend something about who Jesus is to you, how would that go? You think, God wants to welcome people through me, so I'm just going to, you think, oh, I don't know how that's going to go. How is me saying anything going to help them at all? Verse 13, Paul says, but we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. It's not, I believed in my ability, so I spoke. I believed in my arguments, so I spoke. I believed in my sales capacity. I believed in my truth, so I spoke. I believed in God. This this thing I'm saying now, this brave thing that I'm going to communicate now, it is completely useless unless God. This is why it's faith. I'm going to base, actually, my actions now and who I am on, on not my capacity or my understanding of the world, but on this, on this, on God, who wants to welcome people through me. I believed in God, so I spoke. And too little of my life is under my own power. Too much of my life, I should say, that's what I meant to say, is under my own power. Too little of my life is this. I believed in God, so I. So I took a risk of faith. I thought, God loves this person. He loves them. He loves them. And he wants to welcome them through me. So, so I spoke. Um, God's tone in reaching people is love. Um, and you know that because of the way you've experienced God too. I'm not talking about arguing here. I'm talking about serving people and pointing to Jesus. Telling the story of why, of why we follow Jesus, of who he is to us. I believed in God, so I spoke. Over the last 30 years, I've um, seen many people come home to God. Everyone is a miracle of God's grace in giving his light to someone and calling them home and welping, welcome, welcoming them into his home uh, with us forever. Um, I want to tell you this story. Uh, I've got permission to do this. 
I'll just read you this. This is a testimony of a 12-year-old amongst us. Uh, I watched mum change. She's much more happy, doesn't yell as much, and seems to glow. Her smile is bigger. I've watched my brother calm down because my mum prays for him. He He used to want to die, and I haven't heard him say that. He doesn't run away anymore, and he seems happy. And dad doesn't swear or get angry as much. He seems calmer. I like dad more now. If you all change because of Jesus, it must be real. (laughs) I like the message I heard tonight about the cross and that no one's perfect and how much Jesus loves us, knowing that Jesus is going to help me. Mum had been talking about this cross equals love stuff for kids' church. And when um, that speaker was talking, I kind of felt it. I told mum in the car and she wanted to wait till we got home to pray to dad so, so dad could be, to pray to God so dad could be involved. And when, when mum uh, guided me in these words, I commit my life to Jesus, I kind of felt lighter, like I was loved more. Hmm. Yeah, his brother's in kids' church right now in front of his peers with a similar story of faith. In Jesus. Um, and a little while ago, his dad came to Christ, and not long before that, his mum came back, and that all started because somebody, somebody said Jesus out loud um, to a single mum fleeing abuse. Nothing stirs me more than people coming home. Um, yeah, we, we don't know. Um, we know God's working. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's doing. But I want us to be people who have the faith to believe God and in love speak Invite others to come home uh, to God. Uh, Because when we point people to Jesus, when we welcome people into the family of God, we are conduits of his grace and we are recipients of his grace. This capacity, this task given to us to open our arms in welcome and and to offer people Jesus, this is God's grace to us and through us. And for us, listen to how Paul finishes this section again. We know that God, this is verse 14, we know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. And all of this is for your benefit. As God's grace reaches more and more people, there'll be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. stirs the heart, doesn't it? But it's a challenge practically. Uh, I played basketball, not very well, on a Monday night and some of the guys in my team are not Christians and they don't, I don't think they're in much imminent danger of wanting to be. (laughs) But I believed in God 
So I spoke. So I pray for us just for a little more faith in the way we interact with others. Not that we're any good, but that God wants to. And that he wants to through you. He wants to welcome people through you. Let's pray. Jesus, we're, we are recipients of your love and your grace and your welcome into family. We're conduits of your grace in our service to each other. Uh, discovering more and more and more of the joy of knowing you as we serve each other. And we are, we are celebrating with you. We get to, to be part of this party that you throw when someone comes home to you. Um, the thanksgiving in our hearts and the joy in our hearts is just uh, out of this world as we participate in your grace in opening our arms to others, in welcoming people home to you. Uh, God, I pray that you help us to be brave this week. Uh, help us to trust you. Give us a, a measure of faith we haven't had to believe that you are there, right there in that conversation that you want to welcome people home to us. I pray that more and more of us experience your grace in this move of your spirit amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen.